This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to Carnegie Museum of Art. I have two folks with me on the phone right now from Wheeling and uh, Sonia Tomes, who is the executive director of the Wheeling Symphony Orchestra and also music director John Devlin. And we're going to be speaking about the wonderful concert that will be happening on Thursday evening using the instruments from the Violins of Hope. Thank you both for joining me this afternoon. We're delighted to be here. Thank you. So there have been quite a few events surrounding all of these, uh, uh, this concert, including um, some of the uh, joining the conversation, uh, your community in concert, celebrating 90 years of serving the Ohio Valley with great live orchestral music. Of course, you can buy tickets online for this particular concert, but you had the Festival of Ideas, which began last Friday on the 12th, and lunch with books at the Ohio County Public Library. Uh, Are you exhausted yet, or um, are you uh, just really looking forward to the concert on Thursday evening? Oh, it's been an exhilarating couple days. Um, the opportunity to dive deeper into this content has been just a real gift. So we are feeling quite uh, quite excited for Thursday night. We still have a couple more events um, happening, but we are we are in great anticipation of it all coming together Thursday night. And one of the pieces is uh, principal clarinetist uh, Roy Mazzari is going to be playing. Tell me a little bit about that uh, piece that's going to be performed. Hi, Anna. This is John Devlin. Thanks Hi, so John. much for having us. Um, the program on Thursday um, features voices from West Virginia and from our orchestra. And like you mentioned, our principal clarinetist, Roy Mazzare, is going to be the soloist. And two years ago, when we knew we would partner with Violins of Hope, I called Roy because not only is he from Israel and his family um, has deep ties to both Jewish culture and heritage, um, but during the day, he is a vice president at the Jewish Federation of Pittsburgh, so his ties run deep. Um, unfortunately, his grandmother witnessed the murder of her entire family during the Holocaust in her apartment when she was just 10 years old. She ran into the woods and joined a partisan group there where she lived for five years. During that time, she met her husband, and these are Roe's grandparents, so he has quite a story to tell. So when I partnered with him to program this concert, he said that there was one piece in particular by the composer Paul Benheim that he wanted to pay tribute called Pastoral Varier, and that is the piece that will open our concert on Thursday night using the violins of hope, and it is a powerful statement for unity, love, and understanding. We think it's a beautiful way to pay tribute to a member of our orchestra and to the cause at hand. Oh, it, that sounds absolutely amazing. The program itself uh, is just almost out of this world because you also have a premiere of Walter Bricks, uh, the Piano Concerto Number no. 2. Tell me a little bit about how it was found, and uh, this is, I believe, the premiere of it on Thursday evening. That's correct. Um, at the Wheeling Symphony, our top artistic priority is to support living American composers. We love commissioning and premiering music. Um, but this premiere has an entirely different flavor to it. Um, almost 80 years ago, 
Walter Briest would have been known to all of the classical music world, especially in Germany and Vienna. He was so popular that this exact concerto, the piano concerto in A minor, was slated to be given performances by the Berlin Philharmonic, the Vienna Philharmonic, and the Dresden Philharmonic. Um, however, that year, which was 1938, it came to light that Briest had Jewish ancestry. And Hitler so favored Brecht as a musician that he offered Brecht honorary Aryan status mm. to pledge allegiance to the Third Reich and continue his artistic endeavors there in Germany. Brecht declined this offer and, speaking not one word of English, moved to West Virginia. An incredible story. And he was at the president of the faculty at a then-existing conservatory in Charleston. So when we heard of this story, um, a colleague of mine who lives in Germany named Michael Ellis Ingram went to an archive in Vienna that houses treasures recovered from the Holocaust and identified this piece that was in manuscript form. We quickly got in touch with his surviving heirs who live in Bloomington, Indiana, and they gave our permission to set this piece, to publish it with G. Shermer, and the premiere will happen this Thursday. Um, today was the first rehearsal of the piece, and it was unbelievable to hear this music come to light. It sounds very similar to Rachmaninoff, mm -hmm. and I'm proud to say that his daughter, Wendy, and his granddaughter, Marie, were in the audience to hear it come to life today. Oh, that is so very exciting. And tell me a little bit about uh, the featured pianist, Dominic Celli. Yes, Dominic um, is a dear collaborator and friend of mine. He lives in Los Angeles, and he has a project called Un discovered voices that he and James Conlon, the famous conductor, oversee there. He specializes in finding treasures like this, especially the music of Schulhoff. And so when this project came to life and we needed a pianist that would learn a new piece and represent it beautifully, um, he was the first person that came to mind. I can't wait for the Wheeling audience to hear him live for the first time in our state coming up on Thursday. I'm hoping that somehow we'll have the opportunity to that you'll uh, record this and that we'll be able to broadcast it on the airwaves because it sounds like an amazing piece of music. It is. It was just a joy to hear it come, come to life today, and we are certainly going to record the piece, and we hope that not only will people enjoy hearing the recording, but that given our arrangement with Shermer, many other orchestras will take notice and program this piece on upcoming season. Oh, that's very, very exciting. And then closing the program, you'll be doing a little bit of Mendelssohn, the third symphony. So tell me a little bit about that. That's right. Of course, Mendelssohn lived about a hundred years before the Holocaust, but the same anti-Semitism that affected so many Jewish artists in the 20th century also affected the ones living in the 19th. He was born and baptized as a Protestant, but of course, as often is, is told about his life, um, the name Bartholdi was attached to the word to the name Mendelssohn in order to mask his Jewish heritage. Um, throughout his life, he struggled with this, and um, we are proud to present his work, and we love the dichotomy of presenting a new work and an old familiar work that we think inhabit the same type of musical space, and we think it's beautiful to watch them stand together as testaments to beautiful Jewish heritage and overcoming the obstacles that anti-Semitism has brought into our world. Oh, absolutely, especially these days, such a challenging time that we're living through at the moment. Um, of course, this concert is on Thursday evening, and there is also, I believe, a recital this evening at 7 p.m. that is an evening with Dominique so that they can enjoy him at the piano uh, and experience his uh, uh, a performance before the Thursday performance. 
Yeah, that's correct. It's, um, a, it's a free event, part of our Festival of Ideas, and held at the Stifled Fine Arts Center at 7 o'clock here in Wheeling, West Virginia. And uh, we're just, again, it's just been such a meaningful thing to uh, kind of expand the conversation through these community events leading up to the concert. So um, there's still time. Come on down. <laughs> it's Absolutely. just a short drive from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And Sonia, you first were uh, a part of the Violins of Hope when uh, they were visiting in Nashville at the Nashville Symphony in 2018. It must feel extremely gratifying to bring them to Wheeling and uh, be a part of the Wheeling Symphony Orchestra and concerts that are happening. Oh, yes. I mean, at the time in Nashville, it was it felt like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be able to experience these violins, let alone now I get a second time in my life <laughs> to um, be a part of this project. And um, when I was in Nashville, uh, the, the Weinstein family actually gifted a new violin from the collection to the Nashville Symphony, and I had known that. And since we were not going to be able to get our musicians um, the violins here in Pittsburgh uh, until the concert day, I called the West, uh, the New Nashville Symphony. I said, "Could we borrow that violin for the month?" And so I've been touring that around um, uh, to Wheeling and all these events, and it's been so incredible to see this violin and hear it. Um, just this morning, we were at John Marshall High School, just south of Wheeling, and um, some of the, the best string players in the school got a chance to play the instrument. And so, it's really been an incredible experience to be able to impact lives young and old um, with these stories, and uh, I won't forget it. Oh, truly profound, and congratulations for taking it out into the community and uh, allowing folks to hear the music and to experience the violin. Just amazing. And I want to mention that tickets for Violins of Hope start at $14, and they can be purchased at wheelingsymphony.com, or you can even call 304 232 6191. So there's an evening this evening at 7 o'clock, an evening with Dominic Celli, and then, of course, the wonderful concert that will take place on uh, Thursday evening. And I believe that begins at 7 o'clock. Is that correct? Uh, 7.30 at the Capitol Theater. 7.30 at the Capitol Theater. Well, thank you both so much for taking a little bit of your time because I'm I'm sure you're running around doing, (laughs) getting ready for tons of things that are happening. It's just amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And that is Sonia Tomes, who is the executive director, and John Devlin, who is the music director for the Wheeling Symphony Orchestra. Thank you both so very much. This Voice of the Arts podcast is made possible thanks to Carnegie Museum of Art.